You see, when you begin to acknowledge your dominion, things begin to happen. God assured me this year, he, okay, Lord, it's your service, praise God, yes. I mean, if I needed a healing right now, I'd jump on just what just happened right there. If I was believing God for a healing right now, I would take hold of that. I know back, oh my goodness, I think it's 2011 maybe, but I think it was 2011, I was, uh, I was sleeping. I, God told me that year, he said, prepare the people for supernatural encounters, for divine encounters all year. I'm going to wake them up, I'm going to give them dreams, I'm going to give them visions, I, I, I'm going to heal them, I'm going to deliver them, they're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit at home, it's going to be a crazy year. Those that seek me will experience encounters with me. They'll hear me, they'll see me, they'll know me like never before. And so, man, we started off the first few months, man, we were getting testimonies. I was just, man, it just seemed like almost every day something cool was happening. I was growing and learning from God and just interacting with him at a higher level. And I just remember I went through about a week and a half and I really hadn't had any encounters. And I'm not the kind of guy looking for an encounter or looking for, I just look for Jesus. As I seek him, I have encounters. But this was like extraordinary encounters, just clear dreams, clear visions and so on. And so... I remember I uh, was asleep, Steph and I, and I, mean, I had meetings the next day. I think it was a Sunday night, and I had meetings all the next day, and I was trying to get to sleep, but I was restless. I finally fell asleep, and then in the wee hours of the morning, I woke, and the Holy Spirit woke me up, and he said, go downstairs. I want to meet with you. And I look over, and I see the clock, 4 a.m., you know, the big red letters, 4 a.m., you know, and I'm like, Lord, do you... Okay, you know, why are you going to argue the Holy Spirit? But I'm just thinking about what all those people waiting for me to be ready in the morning. And I'm like, oh, Lord. So I get up. I go downstairs. I'm sleepy. And I try to start praying. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just hits me. And I just went out for about an hour of him just ministering love to me and sonship to me. And it was really a time when I had an encounter with Abba. Daddy God, that, that was like none I'd ever had as far as intimacy, love, reassurance. Man, I was just weeping. I was down there for over an hour. So then the Holy Spirit releases me, and I'm going upstairs, wiping the tears, and now I'm getting tired thinking, oh, Lord, it's got to be 530 in the morning. I'm like, and I'm pulling back the covers, getting to bed, and the Holy Spirit said, look at the clock. I'm like, I don't want to get the vision in my head that it's after 5 a.m. when I'm getting up in another hour, hour and a half, Lord, just... Look at the clock. And I looked at the clock and it was 3.33. And I said, oh, okay. And the Holy Spirit said, turn to Jeremiah 33.3. Somebody get that for me. Jeremiah 33.3. If you can put it up real quick, put it up real quick. I did it in many different versions because I'd really been seeking God about some very specific things for my life and for this ministry. And what I did, here, here's what he gave me. Anybody got it real quick? Jeremiah 33.3. Yes. Got it? Here, here, closest one. Here you go, Michael. Michael's got it. Each translation is amazing, but here's one. It says, call on me, call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. Now, remember when I got up, it said 4 a.m. And then when I was out with God for over an hour and came back, it was 3.33. Come on. 
And then he gave me this. So for years now, over seven years, going on eight years, I've been standing on this word when I need an answer from God. Because I had a divine encounter that he said, whenever I call on him, he will answer me and show me mighty things. Someone have a different translation? Because there's some amazing translations about miracles. And what's this one say, Mark? Okay, yeah, I love this one. It says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Mm, anybody got unsearch unsearchable things you do not know? Things that you need answers. So earlier, the reason I mentioned that to you, the Holy Spirit prompted me to do so, but the reason I mentioned that to you because earlier this week, I really about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago now, I've been feeling the Holy Spirit saying, you need to start operating in that level again and tap into Jeremiah 33.3. I want that impartation to the people this year. I want it, and I'm like, okay, Lord. And then I get a text from Miss Quinn because I prophesied to her last week about healing and that she was healed right then from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. And she had texted me and said, oh, pastor, I have no pain. I've been healed all week and I will remain healed, totally healed. And by the way, the Holy Spirit told me to remind you of Jeremiah 33, 3. And I said, hey, he already told me too. And, you know, she's praising Jesus on the phone. You see, the key to us walking in supernatural advancement has to do with gaining clarity, growing, and vitality. Clarity is seeing clearly. Clarity is having a clear vision, a clear outcome you're believing for, to see things clearly. It would have to do with the vision for your life. You see... We have vision statements for our careers, for our businesses, for non-for-profits, ministries. We have vision statements for <clears throat> sporting teams. But very few people have vision statements for their life. So if I have a vision statement for my career, my family, my business, my hobby, ministries as well, but I don't have a clear vision statement for my life, a purpose statement for me, how will I know I'm on track? How will I know that I'm hitting the right targets? How will I know that I will be operating in the full potential that God designed me to operate in? How will I get the outcomes that he created me to receive which are greater than any outcomes I can imagine on my own if I don't have a clear target. Hmm. So clarity has to do with getting a clear vision and seeing. So whatever areas you're believing for supernatural advancement in, then what you need to do is get a clear vision of what that target looks like and the outcome that you're believing for is when you get it. The problem, one of the main reasons we don't receive clarity for things we want or desire is because we focus too much on what's missing or we don't have. You get it? Reason we, reason we don't experience greater levels of clarity in the things we are believing for or desire that we really need and need to accomplish in our life is because we focus too much on what's missing or isn't happening for us. 
We focus on the pain. We focus on the lack. We focus on the discouragement. And what happens is all of a sudden you become discouraged. So this year you're going to receive clarity personally in your personal mission statement for your life as well as for this house and ministry and even for other things you're believing for. We also must have growth. Growth. What is that? Growth is execution. It's, an, it's executing knowledge that we gain through clarity. That we get clear understanding and knowledge. Knowledge is power. And until we understand that principle, we won't walk in the power God has for us. I didn't say acknowledgement. I didn't say I acknowledge I need knowledge or I acknowledge certain things I know. It's not knowledge until you act on what you know. But once you act on what you know, it becomes revelation to you. So growth is an execution piece, and, 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 it's gonna, and we're giving you immersion events this year and so on to give you tools and other cool tools to grow. Vitality is all about health. It's about your health physically, spiritually, emotionally, solically, health in relationships, dreams, and so on. Health. It's all about life and momentum. Life and momentum. That when you get clarity and you know the target you're going for and you begin to execute through growth as you grow and begin to do what you know, guess what? All of a sudden, there's going to become momentum happening in your life and you're going to have a year of amazing momentum in those areas that you've been struggling in. A year of supernatural advancement through clarity, growth, and vitality. Vitality is life. Now, I may talk about it in a minute, but prophetically I gave you a couple of weeks ago some things that God put in my spirit that would happen this year. Do I want? Okay. Okay, Lord. The Lord told me, first of all, that in 2019, Bethel is going to uh, going to grow, our growth and leadership culture is going to be at the highest level it's ever been in the ministry by the end of this year. We're going to establish a growth and leadership culture even beyond. And we've had some amazing seasons of growth and leadership. So we're going to double the number of leaders serving and carrying this vision forward. This year, Bethel will double the number of leaders serving. So we have serving and carrying this vision. The redefined will break 200 this year. Our student ministry will break 200 this year. Now, I feel in my spirit that they won't necessarily average that. They're going to break it, but they'll average in the mid-100s. But by the last quarter of this year, they'll be moving into the mid-100s. And here's, here's one of the reasons, one of the key leaders here, stand up, Joe. Joe has been in Re, gave his life to the Lord in Re, and, uh, and a great young man. He's a student now at, at UK uh, or, or BCTC or UK. Not right now. You were, but yeah, right now. You're getting ready to go because he's get, he just signed up to go to Bethel School of Ministry. He's going to be doing that on Wednesday nights. But, but he also, two weeks ago, just started his business. So he started a business. Hallelujah. Now, the fact that he started, I told him over here, the Lord told me to tell him, and I told him this year 
he is going to see the healing anointing on his life increase. Joe is a, a wonderful preacher. He's one of the key leaders with Parker. Parker's now the youth pastor, but he's one of the executive team leaders down there. He and Shandon and some others that are great. And, uh, and he's one of our speakers, preachers down there. And I said, Joe, you're going to see the Holy Spirit over there. You're going to see an increase in the healing anointing. He said, that's awesome, Pastor, because I prayed for, who'd you pray for last couple weeks ago? He prayed for Isaiah Crystal a couple weeks ago whose ankle was hurting. And he said, I prayed the first time, it almost went. And he said, it's still hurting a little. I prayed the second time, the pain instantly went. I said, that's just a small beginning of what's getting ready to happen in Joe's life. Thank you, Joe. God bless you. <clears throat> now, if you are believing for healing, I'm teaching healing for like seven straight Wednesday nights divine, God's healing. So it looks to me like it'd be a good time for you to at least enroll into one class in Bethel School of Ministry. Just say it. I mean, if you're, if you're believing for it. The food distribution of this house will double this year. It will double. Miss Kathy said her volunteers almost doubled last Thursday night, even with the bad weather. She had 28 volunteers helping her distribute food last Thursday night. I had everyone stand up that started a new business last year, and it was, uh, you know, after the first Sunday of the January, it was still, I found out later, they said, well, Pastor, actually, is, is a really good-sized service. I said, well, this is usually one of the lower services, but every Sunday, it's like we've increased in attendance this year. And said, uh, so not, but anyway, I said, stand up. If you started a new business in 2018, seven people stood up. And the Holy Spirit told me, said, there would be 70 new businesses that start from people or are affiliated with people in this house this year. Amen. So, so I, I just put my faith with you because the, the spirit of entrepreneurship is on this house and it's time for you to get clarity about what it is God has for you and what he wants you to do. I'm going to also put some support teams together to help people that are starting new businesses this year. There's a cool leadership call that we do here. We had 60, I think, finish it out this year. God said that would double, 120. You don't know about it because it's invite only, but we may open the invitation up to some more. Uh, that's just some of the things that God put on my heart. Now, let me get into a little nugget I want to give you here. Look to your neighbor and say, you are special. Say, you are special. You see, until you understand your identity, until you know your identity, you'll never operate consistently in a level of supernatural advancement. We live by the standards by which we see ourselves being. So in other words, however I see myself, as I see myself the way I see myself, I view myself, is the standards I have. Whether it's my health, the way I handle my money, the way I handle my relationships, my marriage, my family. However I see myself is the true reality of the results I get. So today, before I get into next week, we're going to dive headlong into clarity. All day, clarity. But before I get into that, the Holy Spirit said, you, you, you got to share with them and remind them who they are. Because until you know who you are, 
And while you're here, how will you ever stand, understand what you're here for and what your purpose is? So today, I want to talk a few minutes to you about who you are. And so you can begin to establish some clear targets in your life. So first of all, identity is the most important force in your life. Because the Bible tells us angels are all around us. Every one of us have angels assigned to us. The Holy Spirit's no respecter of persons. Anyone that's born again, he lives in. Anyone that asks for immersion, baptism of the Holy Spirit, he does it. Anyone that seeks him, finds him. So we have angels. We have the Holy Spirit. We have authority. We have... We are the chosen generation of royal priesthood, a holy people to show forth the peculiar praises of the a peculiar people to show forth the praises of the Lamb of God who brought us out of the darkness into light. So, so we already are amazing. But if I don't view myself as that, I can't walk in that identity. See, every one of you have rules for happiness. I could go around here and ask every one of you, what's your rule for happiness? And everybody have different rules. Everything we value, we could use a word like holiness, peace, prosperity, salvation, deliverance, dominion, authority, power, whatever it is. And if that's one of your values, you're going to have certain rules of what holiness is. You have certain rules of if you truly had peace, this is the way things would be in your life, right? The problem is, not the values we have. The problem is the rules we have to walk in those values. Because if, hopefully, one of your values is love, but if my value is love and the way I love my friends is I love my friends as long as they're always there for me and they, they, they answer my call when I call and if I ever have a need, they'll help me with my need and, 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 and they'll, they'll never let me down. They'll never disappoint me. They'll never lie to me. They'll never mislead me. My friends that I love and love me, that's my rules for a loving relationship. Let me help you. That person has already ascended to heaven. His name is Jesus. There's no friend like that. So that tells me you don't feel loved in your relationships. Why? Because we set rules that no one can attain. Until you learn your identity first in Christ, you don't know how to set your rules in the natural. Until you learn to be a man in Christ, you don't know how to be a man in this world. Until you learn how to be a woman in Christ, you don't know how truly to be a healthy woman in this world. Until you understand how to be a son or daughter in Christ, you will not understand how to be a son or daughter in this world. Until you understand the Father's heart, God the Father, His heart, you'll never understand how to operate in the heart of a father. And it all goes back to what? How I see myself. How do I see myself? So the Bible tells us in Proverbs 23, 7, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. What you think in your heart tells you what you are. The problem is we're all limited by the knowledge we have of what we are because we're all growing in God. Knowledge is power. Some are farther along than others. 
But as long as we realize that, the enemy can't keep us from our supernatural advancement. But we understand that as I think in my very core, in my heart, that's who I really am. So if you're saying, loser, can't believe you, you're so stupid. Oh, where did that come from? Oh, Matthew 12, 34. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever you got stored up in your heart is what you're talking about. If you're mad at people, you got abundance of anger in your heart. If you don't trust people, you got a, a, an abundance of mistrust in your heart. If you're disappointed with yourself or others, you've got an abundance of disappointment stored up in your heart. If you live in fear, you've got an abundance of fear stored up in your heart. If you live in anxiety, you have an abundance of anxiety stored up in your heart. For whatever's in my heart is how I truly see myself, and I can tell by what I say. Anybody here ever call yourself a name throughout the week? I could raise both hands and two feet for that. Of course we do. The problem is the number one question you ask yourself every day of your life, multiple times a day, if you took a little prayer time for about 30 minutes, you'd figure out what that question is. And guess what? If you change that one question, it will change your whole attitude. Some people is, this always happens to me. Or, I'm never enough. Or, here I go again, I never seem to finish what I start. See, we self-sabotage because of the abundance of our heart. And the reason we have the wrong things in our heart is because we focus on the wrong things. When we focus on the right things, the kingdom things, then we began to live the kingdom life and get the kingdom reward. But every one of us in this room has a, an area to advance in our life, and it will depend on how you see yourself. So every born-again believer is special to God. Every born-again believer is peculiar to God. Every born-again believer, the Bible says, is a treasure to God. He said in Exodus 19, 5, now, now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me. Above all my people, for all the earth is mine. You shall be a special treasure for me. If you keep my covenant, a covenant is not rules. A covenant is a relationship. It's a binding agreement of your relationship with the Father. So when we look at treasures, if I'm a treasure to God, now this is what God said about his people, right? He said his people are treasures to him. You know, the most valuable thing about a treasure is the value attached to whatever the treasure is. So it could be some famous painting that's worth a billion dollars, and you look at it and go, I wouldn't give you 10 bucks for that thing. I can't even tell what it is. But to someone, it's a treasure. To you, it's junk. It could be some fishing rod that you have that's a treasure to you. You saved for it. You got it. You, and other people look at it and think it's junk. It could be a vehicle. It could be anything. Anything you treasure is probably junk to someone else. 
But what I want you to realize is the fact that God treasures you, Tony, you're never junk. And what God thinks trumps what you think and everyone else thinks. So when he said, I'm in the apple of his eye and I'm his treasure, then that means there's a value attached to me that I need to know and learn and understand. I need to store that up in my heart. What makes me the apple of his eye? What gives me the abundance of his love and his revelation and his faith? The reason that we are such a treasure to him, one of the reasons is, is that you carry the kingdom of God inside you. Jesus said this in Luke 17, 21, nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. You carry Everything the kingdom carries in you if you're born again. There's healing in the kingdom, salvation, resurrection, deliverance, prosperity, freedom. All those things in the kingdom are in you right now. But if you don't see them, it's not part of your DNA or identity. But if you begin to see clearly why you're the apple of God's eye and the kingdom that's in you, Now what happens is it increases your belief or your faith. Not just knowing and trusting God, but you can act on it and get results. So as we begin to realize that, then we begin to realize that we have access to the divine nature and promises of God because the kingdom lives in every born-again believer. We have access, divine means divinity or theos, the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We have the divine presence, power, and promises of God in us. So you're praying for stuff that's already in you. All I do is stir your faith up or operate in a way of what's in me, and it really is just releasing what's in you. You see, healing's already in David. He's a great surgeon and doctor, physician an anointed man of God, teacher, teacher of the word and so on. And he's just sitting here minding his own business. But finally God said, I'm tired of you being in that pain. And in David, that healing was already in him because by his stripes, David was healed. But it took something to trigger, put a focus on it to release it. You say, David, you may not have been thinking about praying, Lord, heal my ear, did you? You know why? It's, it's basic science. Out of 100% of our consciousness, 35% of it, we are awake or we understand it's conscious. 65% of your brain or what you do every day happens from your unconsciousness. 65% of what you think and do every day, you do by habit out of your unconscious self. That's why it's important to build good habits, good rituals, good systems in your life. So inside David was something in his unconscious that knew he needed healing and tapped into something that his conscious brain didn't even ask for, but he spilled with the Holy Spirit. And now something happens and gives him a manifestation of something he already had. 
But if you don't see that, you can't benefit from it. Think about the things you do every day while you turn left, while you do this, while you drive this way, while you say that, while you eat the things you eat, while you sleep the way you sleep or don't sleep. All the habits you have at work, all the habits you have your kids. Think about all the stuff you do without even thinking, right? And then somebody wants to keep your kids and you're like, you got to write down a list and try to think of what you want them to do for your kids to keep your kids. And you're going, oh my God, I didn't realize I did all that because you don't even think about it. What if we can get clarity in your mind to get in agreement with the kingdom that's in you and access everything that's in that kingdom to bring transformation and a renewing of your mind to prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. I love your spirit, man. What's your name? I love you, Brandon. I just watch you praise God over here and worship God. I don't know if I've officially met you, but I love you. I, I like her. I know her. I've known her for years, but, but I like you, Brandon. He's good. He's a keeper. I like him. I like your spirit. There's an anointing on you, man. You have anything to do with music? You just love to worship, don't you? Man, this is your year, buddy. This is your, you've already, you're, every day you're, you've got, you've wrote down, you're focusing on it, you're thinking about it. And God's gonna honor your prayers. Honor your prayers, man. Honor your prayers. This is, this is a year of advancement for you. There, there's gonna be some things scrubbed from your wreck this year. There's gonna be some things that's been holding you back from getting the advancement you need financially that'll be expunged this year. Hallelujah. This is your year for free advancement. The Lord said, tell him, don't put a limit on what you're believing for. Don't limit it. No limiting beliefs. Amen. All things are possible to them who believe. Hallelujah. You better watch this guy this year. I'm just telling you, he's a star. He's a star. Yeah, but if you really knew him, well, see, that's your problem. You know people after the flesh. That's why you can't operate in the spirit. Jesus knew people after their spirit. Remember Nathaniel when he showed up? You don't even know me, Jesus. Yeah, Nathaniel, you're the one sitting over there under a tree and there's no guile in you. You have a good heart. See, see God knows your name already. He's already focused on you. You're trying to get God's attention. You're like that kid in the house that's the loudest, most obnoxious kid driving your other siblings crazy, driving your parents crazy, trying to get them to notice you, and nobody can help notice you because you never shut up. And the root is you want attention. And that's the way Christians are, running our mouth all the time and never hearing what God says. Whining and moaning and groaning, oh, I got to have this, I got to have that, but never accepting or receiving the things he's already done for us. What was Jesus' final words? It is finished. It's finished for you. What if you live like that? Your healing is finished, your financial breakthrough is finished, your deliverance is finished. 
The reason most people that are addicts cannot get free is because they got rules set up they can't get free by. Because they think they got to be perfect and never fail. And if they miss it one time or have one craving, you know, they're not. You see, what you got to realize, greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. And when Jesus lives in me, the Holy Spirit lives in me, there's no addiction, no name, no disease that has authority over Jesus. And if he's the one that has the abundance of my heart, then he has the abundance of my attention. Then I get the majority of those results versus the results I've been getting. Second Peter 1, 3 and 4. As his divine power hath given to us all things, everybody say all things, that pertain to life and godliness. What? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory, doxa, God made visible, God's manifested presence, and virtue, dunamis power, power like a dynamo, power like dynamite in the Greek, to his presence and his breakthrough power, verse 4, by which have been, everybody say been, not will be, say it, not will be, say have been, have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Didn't say you had to pray to get them. You just got to acknowledge they're there. That through these, you may be partakers, shareholders in the godly nature, the divine nature. That through these, you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Escaped the corruption. We became a corrupted seed because of the fall of the first Adam. But the second Adam came, grace, Jesus, right? The new Adam, and in him is no corruption in that seed. But the problem is we live under the old seed mindset instead of the new seed mindset. We're like a software that can do amazing things, but we've been corrupted by a virus called limiting beliefs. Oh, that could happen for Michael Todd, but never for me. Oh, that could happen for Sandy and his family, but not my family. See, the key is you have the power to set your beliefs. You have the power to access whatever it is inside you that you need this morning. And the key is what are you focusing on? What are you focusing on? You have an unusual grace available to you. You are a priest. You're a king. You operate in a priesthood. You have kingly dominion. What is a kingdom? It's a domain. Dominion, the Greek word is basileos. It means kingdom in nature. You know, being from eastern Kentucky, it's like, you know that dumb boy? He's got, his nature's just like his uncle's. What's he talking about? Your actions, your mannerisms are just like someone else. 
God is saying he's already given you exceedingly precious promises to be just like him. He's given you virtue, dunamis, power, glory, his own manifested presence. And what happens is we focus on what's missing or the lack we have versus who we are in him and what we have because we're his. You see, Parker has his own apartment now as a roommate, but he knows the code to the garage. And he don't ask anyone when he goes over and raids the refrigerator or the cabinets or takes. I'm like, where did that go? <laughs> Why? Because he's my son. Right? He has access. You have access to the very nature, likeness, and kindness of the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords. Right now, if you would take the next 30 seconds and focus on healing, there's not one thing in your body you that could be that, that you could not have a manifested natural. healing in right now. It's easy. This year it's going to be so easy for you to be healed. This year it's going to be so easy for you to step in promotion and opportunities. This year this but, but look now, you got to get clarity of what it is you need and you got to focus on, and you don't focus on what's missing or lacking, you focus on the answer and you begin to see yourself. Your new identity is that. If you see yourself broken, tired, you'll always be broken, tired. If you see yourself blessed, abundantly blessed, you'll be blessed and abundantly blessed. It'll start happening for you because it's already in you. He said in 2 John or 3 John, I pray that your whole soul prospers. So somewhere too that 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 we are to be rich without sorrow. Well, you know, I want to be wealthy, but I want to have personal time, and I don't want to be worn out and stressed out. Well, you got two different values here. You're never going to be that. Why? You'll be a miserable lot and broke a lot. You know why? Because until you align those values properly and give them to God and see what God wants you to see and let him give you the right passions and desires, you'll never walk in the fullness of what you truly want as an outcome. But this year, you're going to get clarity. Say, I'm going to get clarity. I believe we're going to hear about people online letting us know. Y'all post on there watching that if you received healing or something like that. Hallelujah. Next week now, we're going to dive deep into clarity. Deep into it. I'm going to teach you the difference between vision and direction. See, and there's elements that keep us from having the proper vision and if we don't have the right vision, we don't have the right results. Things like ambition and other things and anxiety. Things, I'm going to go into the Word and show you how to step in your rightful place in clarity, your specific placement in God in the kingdom to have clarity in that, to have a vision that you have for yourself and for what He has you on this planet for, and to operate in the proper direction to access it. The steps of a righteous person, what, are ordered of the Lord. But if you don't understand the difference between vision and direction, you'll just be going in circles. Next week, we're going to hit that.